Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro from the Novacare Complex, and the Eagles getting ready for the Washington football team on Sunday, and we've got a great podcast for you today. We're going to obviously sit down with head coach Doug Peterson. That's what we do on Wednesdays. A one-on-one with the head coach should be exciting as we look forward to the do's and the don'ts on the road during COVID-19. What are the Eagles exactly allowed to do when they're on the road in the team hotel? It's going to be a lot different than in past years. We're also going to take a look inside the Washington football team with Zach Selby from the Washington football team website. And look who's back. Josh McCown, 41 years old, returns to the Eagles as a member of the team's practice squad. But first, let's visit with running back Corey Clement, whose rise as a rookie helped the Eagles win Super Bowl 52. Who can forget his four receptions for 100 yards, including this dandy of a 22-yard reception on a Nick Foles pass? Third down and six. That line does a good job. The pass into the end zone, and it is Corey Clement. Yes, touchdown. Since that game, though, times have been tough for Clement. Injuries in 2018 and 2019 shortened his season, and then this year, almost unthinkable. The Eagles did not tender Clement a contract offer as a restricted free agent. And so suddenly in March, he was on the streets. He could have signed with any team. As it turns out, five weeks later, he returned to the Eagles, a different man with a new perspective. Here we go, one-on-one with running back Corey Clement. Hey, Dave. Hi, Corey. How are you? Good, Good, man. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, I wonder, I'd like to start with what went through, first of all, I'd like to start with, you're kind of, you're here, it's week one. Have you reflected on the crazy offseason that you've had, starting with being released and, I don't know, really finding yourself mentally again? Have you thought about how special it is to be sitting here just a few days away from the opener? Yeah, I mean, certain family, like, members had to, like, remind me what I just, uh, it's funny you said that they almost, like, reminded me of what I just went through, like, just to get back to the point I'm at, like, mentally and physically, all just being there, enjoying the game again, and uh, getting back to week one. You know me, I'm just playing football every day, so I really don't see it as much of it as a big deal as to the outside, but... They say you, you went through a, a vigorous process of being released, and then mentally that, that hurts any football player from being pulled from your favorite team, and you got to find a way to bounce back. And now just trying to take it all in and just take every day for well, with, the, with the smallest step possible and just taking it one day at a time, one game at a time. Because last year I was probably looking, I don't know what was going on too much, but probably not being focused and looking ahead too much. But now I'm right here in the right realm, in the right headspace, and I get a chance to reflect on so many years of trying to correct things the past two seasons. What could I learn from? And now I think 
Okay, so you said a lot there that I, I want to get in my psycho psychology hat on here. Um, you mentioned loving the game again. Was there a time when, in the last few oh, years? Oh no, here? no, not 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 loving not loving it again. I, it, it never left me. Okay, I'm just saying, like the the the, fo the, the focus needed to be enhanced a little bit more. Um, the love never went away, but for anybody who was ever released, you know, it was my first time ever experiencing that. Um, you know, the love hurts. And you're, you're, you're still part of it uh, with the whole heart. You want to be there, but it's about what you can do to bounce back. I didn't let it try to reign over me anymore. I understood the process, but now they brought me back in for another opportunity. And it's up to me to figure out what I wanted to do with that opportunity. It had nothing to do with the love of the game because it's always going to be there for me when I hang my head up one day and I'll start coaching because it's always going to be instilled. But I think right now I'm in, I'm in a proper headspace of becoming the veteran of the room and making sure I stay on my P's and Q's. Okay. So then let me ask you more about that kind of stuff because that's fascinating to me. After the Super Bowl, you know, look, some guys, it's an ex exhausting time, off-season. Looking back, did you do the, th the right things with the time that you had? If you could do it over again, would you do things differently after winning the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, some things here and there. Um being being more on top of the upcoming season starting earlier, um, just finding that that common ground, that balance. You know, it, it can deal with outside stressors that I could have uh, kept myself away from, kept myself on track because you know, young guy coming into the league, there's so many distractions, and you kind of forget the reason why you're there in the first place. And that's to always, you know, keep your hard hat on and making sure your 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 ears pinned back and nobody has to tell you what to do. Um, and, I, and I think it's a big learning curve for me. I wouldn't take anything back, but I would say the only thing I would do is slow it down more and not worry about the outside noise as much because I probably let it get uh, ahead of myself and not have that, that chip on my shoulders as I should have carried it all the time. So now it's back on, and it's not falling the hell off. Good. I love that. Before we talk about right now, just one more little I, – I, I, don't, I don't want to dwell on the negative, but I think it's really interesting. What did it feel like to get released? Like, how did it happen? And do you remember walking out of the building, like, feeling destroyed? Um, It's funny. Mine just happened on a phone call due to COVID reasons. So I guess I didn't, I didn't get the door to slap me on the rear end. It was a phone call. Um, Howie called me and just told me we're not going to – to offer you the tender, um, and then it just said basically out there in the open market, which is basically a release. Um, but yeah, I experienced it. I didn't. I didn't hurt too much because I know what type of player I am, and I know what type of player I can be. So, what did I want to do with that that learning curve? Build from it and not strike out a third time. And that's what I told Juice. I don't want to strike out a third time. You know, two years isn't isn't what I wanted to go through, but all right, enough is enough. I'm ready to get back on the ball here. So how did you get back on the ball, Corey? What's so what's so different about Corey Clement in 2020? Um, you know, just the resume I went through, just you know, just pushing myself to the highest limit so that when I get when I got back to practice, it didn't feel like practice. I, I felt like I was having fun. I was enjoying it. I wasn't sluggish this year in camp. I just felt amplified. I felt excited. And when you get that, that pop and that step back, it's, it's a gorgeous feeling um, 
to know that your body is under under you, your feet are under you, your head is on your shoulders, and that you're ready to play some more ball. So you could actually like literally feel it. Yeah, no, seriously, you you feel it in your step, you feel it in your your your, your confidence walking in and out the room, you feel it in the grand scheme of things mentally within the playbook, and you're like, all right, now I can play fast because this year my fourth year, I'm I'm learning so much more. It's not even funny uh, because TJ Pagnetti, um, Deuce has been an awesome. A resource within the playbook, and this just this year alone, the past six months, I think that I've, I think I've enhanced my IQ within offense more, and that has allowed me to play much faster. Awesome! Um, how excited are you for Sunday? I'm more than excited. It feels like it's been the longest year without football, so I, I, I think I'm speaking for everybody. It's time to get going. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a sense of you really don't know what to expect with? no fans, you're playing a team that you haven't, new coaching staff, you don't know what, you know, you don't have preseason tape to look at. I mean, do you kind of go into this thing a little bit curious about how it's all going to play out? Yeah, I mean, sometimes um, you, you you understand what football has normally come with, the, the energetic fans, the, the sideline shenanigans that go on, and that's football. You enjoy the vibe, you enjoy the energy that it brings. But this year we had to adapt and attack, and that was our philosophy that Doug was, Doug was saying, the team who takes this, this time period serious as possible and works with it is a team that's going to come out on top, and I strongly believe that because we got so many COVID guidelines to go by, and it can be stressful if you don't take care of it ahead of time. So I think if we eliminate those, those distractions by just saying, okay, we don't have fans, it's not the end of the world, and we can still play football between the lines, it's still go time. Now, the whistle's still going to blow. You know, we still get X amount of minutes each quarter, and we got a game to win. So let's get it going. Corey, what are your thoughts on the offense? Do you feel like you have any sense at all of how good this group can be? Oh, it's electrifying. Um, I think everybody else on the outside is definitely excited to see what uh, the 2020 season is doing. But I've seen the first glimpse in camp. This team is clicking this it shares the vibrance of the 2017 um, team, man. It's, it, it's, it's passionate. It's contagious in a great way. Young guys are, are being uh, guided by the older guys. Older guys are being asked to guide the young guys, and that's what you want. You want something that's natural. You want something that's that's neutral within this whole team, and I think this team is clicking. I'm excited to see it get going. Young group of running backs, Corey, you know, fans are like, whoa, this, this group's awfully young. Tell Eagles fans why there should be a, no nervousness about your room. Instead, you guys should be, everybody should be excited. Because we put the hard work forward. And Deuce Daly wouldn't have collected these type of men for this running back core to take on the 2020 season. Um, I believe that this is somebody, this, this is a group who's passionate. This is a group who's not going to be going to back down from any defense. Uh, we understand the, 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 the rigorousness of playing these down, taking it one step at a time, but this team is smart. This running back core is smart. And when you have smart and you have talent, yeah, talent can only take it so far, but the IQ and the talent mixed in is lethal. So they're, they're, they they can just you know, sit back a little bit and just enjoy the show that we're about to put on. Uh, so, Corey, do you have a sense of your role? Is uh, you going to get some touches? you feel good about the way things are shaping up? Yeah, I feel great. Um, I'm just I'm just ready to see what Sunday brings. Uh, like like you know me, I'm ready on all all 
edges, uh, special teams whenever they need me offense. Um, maybe this week I will get some carries, but that's not what I'm. Uh, that's not what I'm focused on. I'm focused on getting this victory, getting us back on track. Want to know, and whatever comes with it comes with it. You don't have to do too much. Just do your job and have some fun with it. Do you have any sense of, of what Washington does defensively? They've got a a really good group up front, right? Yeah, you know, they're, they're, I think that's the, the the very strong key point of the defense. You, know, you got to you got to tip your hat where you know it's needed. You know they got a strong core front. Um, they do a lot of um, this is a penetrating style of defensive line now that we're we're known that we're up against is Ron Rivera's defense. We got to know what to expect at all costs because this is a new team with a, a, a new. A new front base, basically uh, Rivera being at the head of it, and you don't know what to expect. But we do know what we can expect is our, on our end is prior to game planning, um, executing our plays on our end, and seeing how it rolls out. Because we didn't have any preseason games to go over, so we just basically seeing how it is first few drives. And I know Stout, I know Doug is going to you know put together the best grand scheme of things to get us rolling. And, and knock it out the park. We can't. Nobody can wait, man. Can't wait. One o'clock. Cannot get here soon enough. Okay. Corey, thanks, man. Will you be out there on the field? No, man. I'm not traveling. Not not traveling this way. I've been to every game, home and away, since 1987. Since 1987. But 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 media doesn't need to be there for for all this stuff. So I'm I'm uh I'm going to be back at the stadium at, at Lincoln Financial Field for all the games. Oh wow. Yeah, it's going to oh, be well, great. Enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy that for us. Yeah, I will. I will. Bring you good luck there. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate, Appreciate your time. Take care, Corey. Oh, See you. Right, bye-bye. Head coach Doug Peterson ready for Washington. It's the third time in four seasons that the Eagles open the season against Washington. So Peterson takes his team on the road in these uncertain times, looking for a W to get a leg up in the NFC East. Coach Doug, welcome to the regular season. How are you feeling about the Eagles 2020? Oh, thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me here. Uh, we're it's finally here. We're excited to uh, to be into a game week. You know, regular season week one. Obviously, different times, unprecedented. We don't we don't know necessarily what's what's happening without you know we don't have fans. We got crowd noise, but how's the crowd noise going to be? The travel, all the protocols. So, you know, we're just taking it one day at a time. Uh, we we've accepted it and uh, we're we're preparing for the week. How do you? make sure the players are not distracted by all of those external elements. You know, I, I, I my hat's off to the, uh, to the players and, and coaches for, for understanding the protocols, for understanding, you know, the, uh, the, the restrictions that are put in place for us uh, to keep our players and, and coaches safe, you know, from, from, uh, you know, COVID-19 and, and uh, it's, it's just a matter of us now kind of taking our bubble here at Novacare on the road, uh, staying overnight in a hotel you know, getting up the next day and, 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 and going through our normal routine. I think for me as the head coach is trying to keep these guys uh, to what they're used to, uh, keeping the schedule pretty much the same uh, as what we've had in the past. And, and, you know, it is what it is, but the guys have handled it very well. In the hotel, okay, you're used to having your wife travel with you. You're used to going down and having a meal, team meal. Explain now what you're faced with. You're not allowed to bring the misses, right? And oh, Maybe you are. Uh, and then you're not allowed to leave the hotel room. Is that part of the deal also? Yeah, no. You know, our families obviously, you know, can't travel. Um, fans obviously at the stadiums won't, won't be there. 
you know, and, and, and really we're, we're sort of self-quarantined to our, to our hotel. Um, you know, we can move around the hotel itself, you know, our meeting spaces downstairs, uh, things of that nature, but, but really, you know, they don't want us traveling outside, you know, the hotel going to, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of on the road too, is in enjoying the city that we go to going out to dinner, seeing family, seeing friends. And, and that this year is uh, not going to happen, uh, obviously, and and uh, we got to make sure that we uh, adhere to those uh, those those protocols and, and and keep ourselves safe and, and ready to go for Sunday. All right, Doug, take me behind the scenes here. So you're sitting in your office upstairs here at the Novacare Complex. You hear a knock on the door, and Jason Peters walks in. Tell me, give me everything that happened. Is that kind of how it started? It's exactly how it started. I was preparing for uh, for practice and then and going through going through some notes and the script for. For practice today, and and uh, you know, knock on the door. Jason Peters walks in, and and um, you know, he he was he was excited too. I mean, I, I I just asked him what was going on, what was up, and you know, and and he said that he had he obviously he's thought long and hard about this as well, and you know, he feels that our, our best uh, opportunity right now to to help us, you know, win games is for him to slide back over to left tackle and. And uh, it just goes to show the type of professional that he is, uh, the type of person he is uh, to, to sacrifice, to give up, give up of himself for his teammates uh, to make this move, you know, obviously right here at the end of training camp, but also at the beginning of the regular season. So uh, I was excited about that. I, I, I assured him that, uh, you know, everything was going to be okay. We'll get him, get him the proper reps over there to get him ready to go. Uh, but I was excited. He was excited. And uh, I said, hey, man, let's, let's put everything behind us and, and move forward and focus on Washington. So in that instance, Doug, when you're excited, do you jump up and give him a virtual <laughs> high five? What, what do you do? Do you take it in stride? Like, eh, cross that little concern off the list? Yeah, no, you know, uh, obviously, you know, both of us had our masks on and we were protecting each other and, and we were within our um, you know, we, we stayed socially distant initially, but then, man, I had to go in and, and, and get a bump and, and uh, you know, just tell him that I was, I was obviously proud of him and, and uh, you know, for making this decision that, that we, were, uh, we were excited, we were going to roll and uh, put all the pieces together, get him back over there where he's comfortable. And, uh, no, but listen, he, he did a great job at right guard, too. We were, we were preparing to, to play him at right guard, you know, as long as we needed to, and, and he was doing an outstanding job there. But, um, you know, he came to the came to the conclusion that he wanted to move back to the left side, and and he feels comfortable there too. Doug, how are you going to play it on Sunday? What what's the approach offensively? Not really knowing what Ron Rivera's defense is going to do, and really not knowing what you have to a degree because you haven't seen anybody in preseason games. Yeah, that's, that's the hardest thing going. You know, with, against a new coaching staff, you know, uh, a different scheme on defense. Uh, they they they're kind of transitioning out of their thirty four personnel into a four three. Um, you know, and, and so we have history with, with Coach Rivera. We have history with Jack Del Rio. Um, we got to be able to put the pieces together, and, and, and our, it's really our best guess, you know, and as we prepare for this game. But, you know, it's one of the things I think when you come out of training camp, you, you've worked on so many things um, that, that you just got to stick to what you know and, and uh, just, you know, go down there and just execute. You know, it's, it's still football. You got to trust your rules, you got to trust your eyes, what you see, stay disciplined within your scheme. You know, and, and uh, you know, just take it one play at a time. Doug, a lot of people have talked about their defensive front, Ryan Kerrigan, the Alabama kids inside, Ioannidis, and then they go out and draft Chase Young. I mean, just what are you expecting from them up front on Sunday? <laughs> I expect them to roll all those guys through there, and then you factor in Montez Sweat, kid they picked up last year in the draft, and, 
you know, this is a this is a, a formidable defensive front, and and you know they got linebackers that can run, and and you know it's just a matter of of us just executing our scheme, and 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 however we you know put the plan together this week, but. This is a good. This is a good test for us right out of the right out of the gate. I mean, it's everybody's excited. It's week one. Um, you know, obviously, you know, O and O as far as the record, you know, win loss record goes. And and um, you know, again, it's a good test for for our offensive line. It's a good test for our backs. You know, from a protection standpoint. But um, you know, we just got to we just got to continue to prepare this week and and be ready to go. Versus other seasons, do you feel? that you know less about the Eagles right now just because you haven't been on the field as much as you had in previous years? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the biggest thing, Dave, is, is really not having the preseason games to where we can really evaluate our young players. Yeah, I, I think for the most part, every, every team in the National Football League, we know a lot about our veteran players and, and the guys that have been around, you know, and, and things of that nature. And obviously you can go off a lot of tape you know, for the free agents, the new guys on the team, but it's those young players that that uh, missed out on, you know, these preseason games where you really got to see, I, I think, an evaluation process as, as a coach, and 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 then for them also to kind of get the speed of the game, you know, and understand the speed of the game because this will be a uh, this will be a different experience for all our young players uh, on Sunday, you know, afternoon and. And uh, it's just a matter of them just, you know, and, and really for me, just kind of sort of educating them during the week and, and really having our veteran players sort of coach them up uh, on the speed of the game and what to expect. What is the message daily this week to the players? The message daily is con- we just got to continue to work hard, um, you know, and, and, and really we can't worry about our opponent, obviously. It's it's a, it's that, you know, one and oh mentality, you know, each week. And, and let's focus on what we do and get better at what we do and, uh, we got to continue to work. I mean, it's you know we've only been in in in, in pads for here a couple of weeks, right? Two and a half weeks or so, and so we're kind of coming into that third week now. But it's game week, and it's a it's a division opponent. So you know those are all things that sort of factor in, and and um, you know you try to get off you know on the right foot. You try to you try to go one and zero this week uh, against a, a really good football team. Doug, given all that, can you talk about the chemistry? Some of the things that you've seen from. Uh, leadership in the locker room, leadership during some tough times here. Uh, what's it been like? I've been really proud of the guys. You know, um, I think of Rodney McLeod, I think of Malik Jackson, Fletcher Cox, you know, even J.P., Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz, guys that have really stepped up, Jason Kelsey, that have really, Deshaun Jackson, you know, who guys that have really stepped up during this, uh, you know, during not only the, the, the COVID pandemic, but but also what's happening in our society and, and um you know, really rallying the guys, supporting the guys, but at the same time focusing on football. And, you know, at the, at the end of the day, we are here to play football and to win football games. But uh, probably more importantly is, is taking care of one another, understanding one another uh, each and every day and, and uh, you know, putting our best foot forward, so to speak, uh, with, with a lot of issues that, are, that surround not only our players uh, but also our city and our, and our country at this time. Last one, Doug. You mentioned – Deshaun Jackson, we haven't heard a lot from him in this preseason, this training camp. What has he been like on the football field, and what do you expect from him starting Sunday? I tell you, you know, he, he's been he, he's been really really good in the in, in the classroom. He's been really good on the practice field. He's healthy. He feels good. Uh, he's excited for the season. You know, I, he was disappointed last year. He had to miss pretty much the entire season last year, and and uh, you know he's ready to go. He's chomping. He's ready to get out there, be with his teammates. 
Uh, obviously, he and Carson, you know, uh, you know, getting on the same page. Um, and, and he's really, he's really embraced the, the role of leadership, you know, with the young receivers that we have and, and, uh, taking them under his wing. So, uh, look forward, you know, to, to watching him play this fall and, and, uh, finding ways to get him the football. He's still explosive and, uh, uh, he'll be a great target for Carson. Can't wait to see it on Sunday. The Eagles at the Washington football team, Doug Peterson, our weekly one-on-one. Thanks so much. And let's get to one and zero on Sunday. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Doug. An interesting note over the weekend as the Eagles established their practice squad, which now sits at 15 players. As an emergency quarterback, they've added Josh McCown. Now, McCown was on the team in 2019. He took over for Carson Wentz in the playoff loss to Seattle. And the last time we saw McCown, he was limping around the football field playing with a torn hamstring. But as the Eagles prepare for every possible scenario, in this 2020 pandemic season, the idea of an emergency quarterback, well, here's an interesting way to approach it. The team has signed McCown to the practice squad at the age of 41. He'll live in Texas. He'll take part in the team's meetings from a virtual standpoint, and he'll be ready if the pandemic hits the Eagles quarterback room. McCown on Tuesday met with the media and described his return to the Eagles in a most enlightened way. You know, uh, first of all, it starts with the global pandemic. And, uh, and um, you know, as, as everyone just trying to sort all this out, uh, you know, some of the, 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 obviously the rules and things, the expanded practice squad and all that um, changed. And, um, and then there was, you know, an understanding, you know, this, you know, kind of new world that we're operating in is, uh, you know, what happens if, if, you know, the quarterback room gets, you know, gets the, gets the virus. So, um, so I think that was what initiated the, the conversations and, and, um, and, you know, so they reached out and we started discussing it and what that would look like and, and, uh, being able to kind of, uh, you know, kind of distance myself, be safe, but, but, you know, still be able to, you know, hopefully bring some, some virtual value to the team and, uh, and help out that way. So, um, so that's really, you know, kind of what happened and, you know, started talking about it, you know, a couple weeks ago. That'll be the idea. Um, you know, I'll, I'll hop into, you know, yesterday we got a chance to get into the Zoom meetings and, and you know, it was, it was cool to, to uh, listen to Coach Peterson talk in the team meeting and then, um, and then uh, connecting with the quarterbacks and, uh, and then hop on and watch practice. You know, as soon as the, the guys, you know, film practice, they get it uploaded and, you know, I was texting Carson last night, late last night, about some things I saw during practice and just how sharp I thought it looked. So, um, so you know, like I said, I you know, for me, it's just it's just you know, watching, being involved in the meetings, it, because you, you can't just watch practice and and be able to bring anything of value if you don't know the intention of what you're trying to get done. So, um, so being a part of the meetings, seeing the installations, listening to the plays, and 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 you know what. Uh, Press and Rich and the guys have come up with and their intent of these plays, um, then hopefully then I can bring some value uh, if needed to to those guys, you know, as as they dialogue, you know, on, on you know, how, you know, how reads go and different things um, and just be another sounding board for Carson. So, um, so, you know, that's my thought process. This is obviously new to me. And uh, and so I'll be learning. But um, but, you know, I'll wake up every day, you know, asking myself how I can bring value to the team 
from from you know from a distance and and it'll start with just you know virtually uh and watching the watching the uh practice and being involved in the meetings and um and then we'll go from there and finally a lot has changed with washington since the eagles last played at fedex field in december back then they were known as the redskins their coaching staff was on the way out they were a team certainly in transition well they have been in a wild, wild offseason from off-the-field allegations against owner Daniel Snyder to a name change from Redskins to football team. A new head coach, Ron Rivera, is in, although he's got some complications. He's ill with cancer. This is a young, talented football team that potentially has a lot of distractions. But in week one for the Eagles, Washington represents a major challenge on the road against a defense that is potentially as good as any in the NFL. We bring in from the Washington football team website, Zach Selby, with an inside look at the football team. Okay, so it's Sunday, the Eagles at the Washington football team. And from WashingtonFootballTeam.com, I guess it's called, Zach Selby joins us. What a crazy, last time we spoke, Zach, uh, it was post-draft, and we were kind of thinking at that time what the Redskins and the Eagles would look like. Um, yep. What has this whole thing been like for you and for the for the football team, a- along with Ron Rivera, new head coach, Ron Rivera getting sick? I mean, it has been a wild, wild offseason for Washington. Yeah, it's definitely pretty much been you, – you throw, you throw the whole kitchen sink in there for this, uh, you know, this – Crazy training, uh, training camp with no preseason games, and uh, you know they Washington has pretty much done the best they can for you know the better part of this past month. Honestly, we've we've been out there, and it's it's been a little been a little weird, you know, not being able to to go up to the players and talk to them after practices, and you, know, you have to follow these safety and protocol rules. And on top of that, like you mentioned, we have Ron Rivera getting cancer of all things on top of it, on top of it all. But you know, you know a lot of times, uh, you know, this coaching staff has said that Ron Rivera has very, very much been a rock through all this and he's been our guiding force really through everything you know even even his own diagnosis of cancer and it's even when he had cancer he told the players oh, look i'm gonna get through this i'm gonna beat it it's he's very calm and confident about it and, and as he go everyone else in this building goes and honestly like that's 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 very comforting you know given given the unusualness of this of this uh this year for sure yeah, and can't say anything but great things about Ron Rivera. Knew him very well, know him very well. What a great man. We all wish him the very best. Let's talk football here, Zach. Um, what do you think you know about this football team? Let's begin with the offense. Well, I think, you know, on offense, it's they've been preaching versatility for, I guess, about six months now. And it's it's very obvious that they want to have a lot of guys doing a lot of different roles in this offense. And so far, I mean, they're doing a lot of crazy stuff. And it, it looks it looks it looks clean. I mean, like they seem it seems like everyone is adjusting really well to the system that Scott Turner is trying to to incorporate here in Washington. And, you know, I'm looking at Dwayne Haskins and I've seen a lot of growth out of him in the past couple weeks and you, know, you saw improvement just about every every single day and you know there's one part where he was throwing about 13 14 passes in a row without without an interception or an incomplete pass and he's been throwing touchdowns in the red zone it's he's looked he's looked really good then i'm looking at the running back position and you know, i see all these these 
different talents that we had, you know, outside of cutting Adrian Peterson, which was, you know, I, I think that was a shock to everybody. But they have four really quality backs here that can pretty much do exactly what they want. Is that that multi the multiplicity? I guess you could say, you know, have that have that threat to do almost whatever they want out of the backfield, and you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they have. You know, obviously they're not going to be able to show us everything for the you know playing gamesmanship there, but it's it's going to be interesting interesting to see what kind of offense they throw out there because it's going to be different from, the, from what we've seen last year for definitely. Yeah, we know about Haskins who had a big game against the Eagles in December. Tell me a little bit about uh, the running back, just a couple of specifics. Antonio Gibson, a rookie, third round pick. Is he going to be the main guy, do you expect? Well, you know, I'll say this. They they have, they do have a, a very specific plan for him. Although, you know, Rivera said with a smile and a wink that he's not going to reveal it to us yet, just yet. We can kind of sort of guess as to what he's going to be. And let me tell you, he he looks explosive um, in a lot of ways. You know, first of all, he has that speed. I mean, he's I think he runs a four three nine forty time, which is just amazing. That's that's rare speed even for the NFL. So he can beat you on the outside. And then on top of that, he can absolutely just he can run between the tackles if he really needs to. Um, you know, he's he's got some some thump to him, I guess you could say, similar to what what AP has with his size. And he's bigger than you think, but he he's able to to have that receiver lineage that he has at Memphis so he knows how to to operate as a receiver but you know on top of that he has the ability he looks very natural as a runner to me it just looks like he's been playing that position his whole life and it's apparent every day and you know one of the quotes I keep bringing up a lot is he said that he really he won't he views himself as a weapon for this offense and that's pretty much what they're going to do they see him as a true running back but can also be used in just about any way that you can you can imagine for him. At wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, two big games against the Eagles last year. How does he look, number one? How does he look in year two? And then who's the other receiving threats for Washington? Well, you know, starting with Terry, I mean, it's it's they have, he and Dwayne Haskins have worked together pretty much all summer in some way. And you can tell that their chemistry is just on point 100% of the time and I mean anytime he targets Terry in in training camp you just you, you knew there was a really good chance that he was going to catch that ball not because just one of his natural ability but two he they just they work so well in sync together I mean they're they're, they're pretty much crossed in a lot of ways and you know our, our wide receiver coach Jim Hosser pretty much said that he really wants to see Terry manage the expectations because you, know, you mentioned he had a really good year last year and that's that not everyone is going to be just not paying attention to him anymore. The defenses are going to scheme specifically for him. That's what you want for a number one guy. And so far it looks like the Terry has stepped up to that challenge and they're really pleased with what they have out of him going into year two. And then, you know, you know, Dontrell Inman is a guy that we saw a lot of in training camp and, you know, he came in, he's a late edition. He came in in August, but he's pretty much been stepping up as, as the number two guy from what we see in the lineups. And, you know, he's, he's, has that veteran presence and he's 31 years old he's already had more experience than everybody else on the receiving core and he can you can really tell that he's he's brings that experience and he's really kind of taken a couple of the young receivers under his wing and then I guess the last guy that really just stood out to me a lot was, was Steven Sims and you know that was an undrafted guy last year and he's 
he's a, he's really made a name for himself um, for in the, in the scheme as a slot receiver, and you know he's got that speed as well. And I, he, I don't think we really had an official time for him, but I think he's somewhere around the four four, low four fours, and he he knows how to get open in the middle of the field and really just use his speed after he catches that ball to just separate himself. So those three guys, they have a lot of expectation for those three, and you know they're really good options for Dwayne as well. All right, on the other side of the ball, Zach, I mean, it, it seems to me that this, this game comes down to how will the Eagles match up against the Washington front seven? How good is that front seven? Man, it's young, but it is extremely talented because, you know, you look at Chase Young, and you, there, there are some moments when I look at Chase, and you know, just seeing how physically gifted he is, it just it's a wonder to me that we are even the same species because he's just insane. I mean, he's, he, you know, he's dealing with a hip flexor for a lot of training camp, but he, you know, he don't, it didn't take long for you to realize that this guy is definitely worthy of being the number two overall pick. He's He was batting down passes. He was lighting up Adrian Peterson. And we talked talking about him a little bit earlier, but you know there was a goal line play where he met AP in the hole and brought him down. It was probably one of the bigger highlights of his performance in camp. And then you, know, you got Montez Sweat, who has put on a little bit of weight, and he you know, he looks like a guy that he's on a mission to really prove himself and expand his role in year two. And then you know you also on top of that you have Ryan Kerrigan, and you know he's a one point five sacks away from being this franchise's sack leader. And then you know you look at you look at the linebacker group, and that's a young group, but also they've got some really really good experienced uh, players with Thomas Davis Sr. out there leading veterans and you know know, knowing how Ron Rivera likes to make this culture and Kevin Pierre Lewis is a guy also that you know this this coaching staff was really excited about heading into training camp and then you know yeah he didn't have a lot of a lot of time uh in Chicago didn't have a lot of success but he he comes out in camp and he's really been the guy um to look at in a lot of ways you know he's making some athletic moves and on top of that you have Cole Holcomb, another another guy entering his second year that has shown a lot of really good flashes as well. So this is a good mix on front seven, and you know they have a lot of really good talent on the front end, and then some some good experience on the back end. It's a good mix, and you know I can't wait to see what they do. Yeah, I mean to me, Zach, it's the week one of the NFL. How can anybody really possibly know what to expect from their team? So we go into Sunday, typically a shootout in the NFC East. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's re- it's really going to be the first time that these two teams have really seen another another team uh, on on the on the opposite side of the field. I bet they're really itching to see what's going to happen and see get to see you know get to hit hit somebody else for once for the first time in you know a month. And it's going to be it might end up being a shootout because you know the last two games uh, you know those guys well the one of December at least was was a shootout and you know it it could end up being I don't I don't foresee you know both these offenses for Philadelphia. And and Washington have that big playability on uh, you know with with multiple players out there. You know you have uh, Deshaun Jackson out there uh, with the Eagles, and then you have Terry and Dwayne and and Gibson out there uh, on Washington. It's it's going to be a, a big test of talents, I think, for these two teams. And you know we can't look too much into Week One normally, but um, this is going to be a good barometer to see what we're going to have out of out of these two these two franchises for the rest of the year. Zach Selby, thanks so much. Good luck on Sunday, and stay safe, my man. All right, man. You too. Take it easy. Take care. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for their work. Thanks to all of you for listening. If you have a chance to 
drop us a five-star review. We would appreciate it. It always helps inside and outside having Eagles fans find the podcast. I'll be back on Friday. The podcast goes three times a week now with our tailgate edition of the Eagles Insider Podcast. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro saying thanks for joining everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly Eagles fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! We want you to know about all the podcasts in the Eagles network of podcasts. So make sure you tune in to not only this Eagles Insider Podcast three times a week, but make sure you subscribe and listen to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, our Journey to the Draft podcast Tuesday and Thursday, and our Eagles Update podcasts, which give you the news in a flash Monday through Saturday throughout this 2020 season. Sign up, subscribe, and listen to our Eagles network of podcasts.